what's going on everybody it is 301 p.m oh, so close to being on time today sorry about that guys 301 p.m it's still time for a live stream here in chicago today is fat tuesday february 16 2021 and because it's a tuesday it is going to be a trivia tuesday because it's fat tuesday that's going to be the topic for today fat tuesday sorry guys i'm still i wanted to make sure i got here on time so still like fiddling around with a couple of things just to get like kind of set up here like camera angles not quite right i gotta tell you i'm starting to get kind of fatigued over um just uh having to reset up and set up this stuff every day so i gotta get over that but i'm here i'm gonna focus sorry about that guys let's recenter let's get restarted let's say hi to everybody in the podcast version hope you guys are having a good run in the audio only version and uh staying dry and warm and safe out there i feel like i feel like the entire country basically is covered under some snow so uh hope everyone's doing well and for uh everyone watching this on youtube after the fact welcome and i hope you're having a good day all right cv76 says yes first world problems that's for sure that's definitely for sure all right oh remy's here Good to see you, Remy. I was just thinking about you today. I felt like I haven't seen you. Maybe I just haven't seen you or noticed you in the in the chat, but I felt like you haven't been here in a while. So good to see you back. He says he finally gets to be here at the start for the first time in a long time, and here we are. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Affluent Journeys wants to know, what do you do to fix trashed quads post-race? Uh, I would say uh, get some protein in if you can do that like, pretty quick. And then after that, I stay rehydrated. And I, I think about it as flushing. You want to flush the system. Um, nothing too rigorous, but, uh, you know, uh, make sure you're getting lots of electrolytes back. Um, and uh, as soon as you're able, not as soon as you're able, but at a reasonable time, uh, do some active recovery. Nothing that's going to be too rigorous, but, like, think to get those legs moving. The contraction of the muscles is what flushes them out. And so, like, that's why, I like, moving and having, like, active recovery can be better for your recovery than just sitting around and doing nothing which you know could make some intuitive sense to do that instead so uh that's kind of what what i would do to fix pods post race the other thing you might want to do is in terms of like in terms of like getting further along in the lines of the flushing is either get a massage or do poor man's massage which is uh sit with your like sit on the floor like with your back lay down on the back of the floor but like with your butt and legs but, but like against the wall and legs sticking straight up in the air that gravity drain all that stuff out of your legs so that you can recover for the next one so there you go all right ryan Polly says this is the first time in a while i didn't get the pre-live stream notification on the phone that's because i was running late today and i didn't like set up the stream or schedule it ahead of time until like like five minutes ago so i'm running a little bit behind on stuff today so apologize for that martha says for trash quads, in addition, stretching out, but agree with Mike, do some walking until you can do some easy jogging. There you go. There you go. Yes. Corey Allen says, hello, everyone. Another four inches of snow in Milwaukee. Ooh, yeah. I mean, we got dumped snow on yesterday. Um, I thought there was only supposed to be, like, anywhere between, like, three and six inches yesterday. But over the course of the day yesterday, we easily got, like, closer to a foot of snow in Chicago. And it is pretty intense. Today for my run, um... Today for the run, I didn't go out on the lakefront because I was like, there's no way they plowed that. Because I'm just looking at, I live by on like by main artery of the city. And I'm like, if that's like my barometer. If that main street isn't that well plowed, then the rest of the city is trash. Because if that's one of the like major thoroughfares. 
And so like I was like looking at that. I'm like, mm, buses were having a hard time getting through there. So I'm like, there's no way the lakefront path is going to be cleared. So I, I just ran on surface streets today. And even that was difficult at a lot of times. So, yeah. Um, all right. Sean Marshall says, for trash quads, I always just have the hippies, some garbage bags, and take away their heckies. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think he to say, I just give the hippies some garbage bags. That's funny. Yeah, it's a nice dad joke. I didn't get to it. I didn't, I didn't pick up on it until like all the way through. So that was nice. All right. Um, okay. So for, oh man, I got to go get my questions. Um, I got to get the Google drive. I, I, I'm such a dork. I, I'm, I write down the questions on a Google, uh, doc, or what do you call it? Docs? Yeah. Google doc. Um, so I do that. So I got to get that ready, but, um, yeah, let me get the first question out. Cause like, basically I want to talk about like the thumbnail for today, I got cake on there. It's not a king cake or anything like that. It's just a cake that we had around our house, but I thought it would fit for the theme for today. Um, so let's get start getting to some of these questions because I think that would be kind of fun. All right. We got Mar Rod Marco saying hello from the Philippines, guys, though, before I get to that. Very cool. Welcome, Mark. Welcome, Rod. Um, and Mr. Random says hello, family. I hope all is well. Cool. Uh, and Mark wants to know, do you run near that mirror kidney bean? What is that? It's called Cloudgate. Everyone calls it the bean. Um, it is one of my favorite pieces of, uh, I guess, sculpture, art, whatever you want to call it. Um, I run by that thing. I normally run by that thing all the time. When I would run commute, I would normally swing by there because it would make my run a little bit longer if I cut through there. And in the afternoon, sometimes there's a bunch of tourists, sometimes they're not. Either way, it's kind of fun. Um, and it's a giant metallic structure that was like then like, you know, kind of like buffed out and chromed. In, in much and it reminds every time I one of the things that it always reminds me of is um, that movie about uh, what's his name the pilot the, the pilot that went crazy um, the rich guy uh, what's his name he, he made the spruce goose but he looked at airplanes and was like why are all these rivets here we got to buff them out and like smooth them out anyway that's the cloud gate structure I love it it's just super reflective so yeah right now though it it seems like it's frequently like barricaded off to prevent people from like congregating around it for covid reasons so like i've been by millennium park which is a park where that sculpture sits a handful of times and every time i go by it just kind of looks like i could find my way in there but like uh i mean i've run by that thing probably literally a hundred times so i don't need like another i don't need like another shot uh, and risk kind of like pissing people off so yeah i normally run by it a lot. All right. So let's get to the first question for today. And I'm going to do some copy pasting here. So I apologize for that. All right. Let's get to the uh, here's a trivia question number one. So it being um, Tuesday and the Chicago ones will know this one, but I feel like people outside of Chicago might not know this. So the question is, what is the Polish pastry that Chicagoans go crazy for on Fat Tuesday? Does anybody know that? I didn't know it before I came to Chicago, that's for sure. Um, and it took me several years before I even like really kind of like figured it out uh, or like learned much about it um, just because my, my neighborhood is, um, I don't know, Lakeview is not like the most like ethnically authentic of places. So, you know, you don't get like a ton of that. A lot, of, It's a lot of Chicago transplants in the area. So I didn't find out about it until later. But let's see if anyone else here knows. Mm, oh here we go <laughs> mark jangle says is it pizza it's kind of close it pronounced 
close to that. Carl J, I think I think you're talking about the right thing. Although that's not like the spelling that I'm aware of. All right, but I think people got it. Mm. Oh yeah, Martha got that pilot. I'm sorry. Howard Hughes and the Spruce Goose. That's who I was thinking of. Right. All right. Um, Louis Becerra coming in with 1492 as always. This microphone sounds weird today. But I think Coriolan had it first, the punch key. Oh, that's not the spelling that I'm aware of. The spelling that I'm aware of is P-A-C-Z-K-I. So, I'm, I mean, it's a, like, it's a spelling of a Polish word, so who knows? I'm pretty sure I'm not saying it completely right, but I think I'm kind of in the area. Bert Leges says vodka. It's kind of, got, I mean, maybe that's not that close or not that far. So there you go. So that's why I think Carl J was talking about the right thing. Ryan Luoma had it as well. And that's the spelling that I'm more familiar with. And because like that, look, it looks spelled like it's kind of close to pizza. So I don't think pizza is necessarily the wrong answer. Oh man. <laughs> so there we go. Um, yeah. Carl J had the, uh, the correct spelling or the more commonly known spelling spelling. Yes. Um, all right, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right sean sean has a uh a comment about when he used to work at a new orleans restaurant but we'll get to that later because that's coming up later in the chat or in the trivia as well um yeah uh oh and martha says kolaches hmm it's delicious but i don't think that's the the word that, that not the what i was looking for <laughs> ryan polly this is a great wrong answer though chicago dog flavored hot pockets <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing that's i mean hot pockets should totally do that they should go around and do or do they already do that because i feel like i want to say there's a cheesesteak hot pocket already so they should just go around and have like like they should make a minnesota one it'll just be like a hot dish hot pocket and then like a chicago dog hot pocket and then new york would just be like a pizza one i guess um that'd be pretty funny and then like I don't know. The one from California would have like avocados in it or something like that. That'd, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be kind of fun. All right. Uh, oh, Corey Allen says there's even a Pachki beer, a Punchki beer brewed in Milwaukee. Is it really? I didn't know that. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. I think something that most people don't realize and something that I, I, I still frequently kind of like forget is just how close Milwaukee is to Chicago. Like geographically, they're very close cities. Um, and I feel like that's something that like is not taken advantage of nearly enough. It's, um, it's, a, great, it's a great city. I'm a big fan. Um, all right. So let's get to question number two because it's related to the punch key. Um, and I feel like this is, you know, really good just trivia. So we'll go with it for, for trivia. All right. Let me paste it in there. So we talk about punch keys being like the big uh, tradition in Chicago, uh, presumably in Poland as well. And basically people will say it's like a, pa a pastry filled with either like a custard or a fruit. I've only seen it filled with fruit. People say it can be filled with a custard, kind of like a Boston cream pie or like a jelly donut. Um, this is kind of like in that like family. So people get the whole bunch of them and eat them on Fat Tuesday. But why why did the pet punch key I keep saying patch key but uh, it's punch key why did the punch key tradition start so like why why do we have those on Fat Tuesday I mean Lent is clearly the reason but like there's a more specific reason than that that I think is pretty interesting Ryan giving us a little bit more um, 
context on the punch cheese. They're basically jelly donuts. I think they're traditionally filled with plum jelly or something similar, but the ones I got are raspberry and vanilla cream. I've, I think I've only had ones that are raspberry, and they are so good. I've, I've not gone to, like, a Polish bakery to get them. I've only got them in, like, when I go to, like, other grocery stores, and they just have them in, like, plastic clam like, the clear plastic clamshells, and you get, like, four of them or six of them in a, in a, bo in a container. But even then, I feel like those are... Like, they, they clearly look like they're locally made. And, like, the stickers are all from, like, someplace up, you know, north side of the city. So, where is it north? I don't know. But somewhere with a Chicago address. So, it's come from close. But they're very good. All right. So, why did they start making them? Bert says, because they ran out of vodka. <laughs> Brett says, because someone tried to bring a goat to a baseball game. That that could be funny. That would be amazing if that was, like, some sort of pen. It started out as penance for the um, the curse of the goat. That'd be interesting. Oh, yeah. Corey, Corey, you got it. I mean, I think Corey said, you said you're Polish, so Corey's definitely the one. Sean Marshall says, there's a way to preserve fruit. That's, I mean, I think that's how like the, the filling would have started, but Corey's got the answer, at least that I had, and uh, the, the answer that I have is from a local news segment where they interviewed a Polish baker today, or maybe yesterday. Uh, I can't remember when I saw the video, but she said that it was because you had to empty all the cabinets of fats and lards for Lent, so like all the butter and lard and stuff so yeah and that's why the pastry is so delicious too um and so like puffy and uh because it's because there's lard in it good stuff very very good stuff um witchcraft lady says it's just a berliner is it i'm not sure i don't know like my um pastries well enough hmm. um yeah Martha said we had pancake talk on Strava today. Yeah, pancakes is also a very popular food to eat for for today on Fat Tuesday. But with that in mind, I did I did have the thumbnail with cake, and I got coffee for myself. I felt like you know Fat Tuesday will indulge a little bit. I've been trying to cut out some of the late afternoon coffees, but I'm like today is a good day for it, and I'm gonna have some of this cake. My daughters make Valentine's Day cake. And my, and my daughters and my wife. So I feel like it's not a Fat Tuesday cake, but, you know, we'll go for it. I want to say that there's not always cake lying around in the house, but with two daughters, there kind of usually is cake around. This cake's a little dried out, to be honest. I feel like someone didn't cover it up properly. But it goes well with coffee. <laughs> Sean Marshall says, I love pastries, and who doesn't? But they do all taste the same, basically. <laughs> mm, that's funny. Sean Marshall says, I honestly didn't know it was Fat Tuesday until five minutes ago. You know, Fat Tuesday and, like, Mardi Gras are kind of, like, very depressing for me right this year or, like, this time because I feel like St. Patrick's Day which is like also like Mardi Gras, St. Patrick's Day. This is all when like, I guess maybe not for 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 Fat Tuesday, but like when I start thinking about some of like the early spring celebrations, then I'm like, oh, there are some things that have now been canceled twice because of the pandemic. Like they've already like canceled like the Chicago St. Patrick's Day parade. And now they're doing it like twice. And so it's like, ooh, that's kind of like a, 
that 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 hits a little bit different, you know. So I've been kind of thinking about that. All right, we got a super chat in here from Les Cuis. Just coming in with a super chat. Thanks, I appreciate it so much. If you have a question or something or or comment something I can um, address, let me know. But thank you very much. I really appreciate the super chat. Thank you. All right. Um, yeah. So let's get to um, the next question for today, because that that's when we really start getting into some cakes. So and it'll get kind of get into what Sean Marshall was talking about earlier. I don't think I highlighted that comment for you guys, so you guys don't know what I'm talking about yet. But here we go. So we talk about the punch keys, which is what people have in Chicago. Um, but there is a New Orleans version of that, or kind of like the same idea, a pastry that you eat on Fat Tuesday. Not to say that like the New Orleans thing is an iteration of the punch key, but there's something similar that you eat on Fat Tuesday. And it's called the king cake. Uh, and this pastry, I have a typo there. And this pastry usually has a small baby figurine baked inside. So like you got a cake. It's usually in the shape of a ring, I believe. I think I've maybe eaten king cake one time, maybe two times in my life. I believe it's a, a shape of a ring, kind of like a like a flattened bunt cake almost. But um, so you eat this king cake, and there's a baby figurine inside. What happens when it? And you don't know where it is. So like when it gets sliced, and if you eat your cake and there's a baby inside, what happens when you get the slice with the baby? <laughs> you have to run a 5k <laughs> that's a funny one i like that one. <laughs> oh man yeah i think you guys you guys all know it but and see and this is the thing that i always thought it was but i was i was reading up on it today something else that makes a little bit more sense um to celebrate it like and like the whole the, why is there a baby in here and it's called a king cake you know um so some of you guys are saying it's an unexpected trip to the dentist. It could be. And Sean Marshall's comment earlier was he said he used to work in a, a restaurant where they serve the king cake. And he always thought it was a weird potential liability to serve that. I, I totally agree. Because it's small. It's like a little tiny thing. Um, and it's like a, a very small, hard piece of plastic. Very easy to swallow, I think, or, or chip. But Goku Runners got it in terms of one of the – there's two things that happens if you are at the king cake – one is you buy the next year's king cake or at the or at the next party. Yeah. So that's what I thought it was. I thought it was like whoever whoever gets it like buys next, you know. And a couple of people um, uh, have it. Uh, Inez uh, Gonzalez says you buy the cake next year. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I thought. Uh, ben White says it thinks it means you're pregnant. I love that. I love that. Martha says you'll be reincarnated to 1492. Awesome. Um, but Larry Lawrence also says you buy next year's cake. That's what I thought too, but something else, and I don't think anyone else saw this, else wrote this, but um, uh, I, I was reading today that like it's called a king cake because whoever gets the baby in the cake or the thing, uh, you get to be like kind of king for the day or kind of I, I equate it to what in my wife's family they call it birthday privileges. So like if it's your birthday, like you gotta kind of get to make all the decisions for the day, kind of thing. It's your day. So uh, that's kind of what I've been equating it to. So if you get the king cake, you get to be the king for the day, and you get to eat more of the cake, I guess, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's, that's, that was what uh, my research has shown. All right. Hartono Tai says, do you watch what you eat? Are you one of those lucky people who never get fat? Plus, of course, with your running. Um, you know, I, uh, I kind of subscribe to uh, more of like a, 
uh, everything in moderation kind of approach. Uh, I don't, I, I very rarely eat uh, red meat. Uh, I don't usually eat like beef. Uh, I try to stay away from pork. I sometimes will eat, you know, chicken or turkey, something like that. I'm a social carnivore kind of, or a social omnivore, but generally I, I like to stay plant-based. Um, you know, if I'm very active, uh, and if I weren't, um, you know, I've put on weight before. And so like, it's not that I never get fat, but, um, you know, these days I kind of like, I don't watch what I eat to avoid getting fat. I watch what I eat so that way it can fuel my activity. So it's, um, that's kind of how I look at it. So it's like a different kind of way of looking at it. It's not a, like a avoid things. It's let's look for things that are going to really suit me well. And then every once in a while on a fun day like today, we'll have some cake. So that, that's kind of how I approach that. All right. Um, all right. We got one, I got one more king cake question. So we'll, we'll get, uh, we'll get one, one more. Um, all right. Let's do one more king cake question. And I just thought that this was fun, kind of like trivia too, because I feel like everyone, I feel like everyone would have known about like the king cake question, but here's something else I turned up in looking up some info for these questions. So before king cakes used their little baby figurines, what were baked into the cakes instead? Any ideas? Hmm. Yeah, let's see what we got here. While you guys are thinking of answers, what they baked into the cakes before. I mean, this would have been like, you know, before like, the, you know, the advent of plastics and stuff. So like it, the tradition, it seems, goes back, you know, centuries. So think think about like well, what would have been available like hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Dr. Josh says nails. <laughs> Yeah, and it did a different sense of humor right around the, the, the Depression era. No, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Sean Marshall says, yeah, it's got to be a coin. That's a good guess. Goku Runner saying gold nugget. Um, Stevie 76 says rocks. <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to eat cakes at any of your guys' house. <laughs> um, yeah, Spence Holmes says inside a king cake was a real baby in the olden day. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. Um, yeah, Jeff Elliott says, rocks have been available forever. That is that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, but some of you guys, I think, are joking, but you're pretty close. Oh, and someone actually has it. Oh, so a couple people have it. Um, the people that are saying beads, that's kind of close, although I'm, I'm thinking that you're thinking beads because it's like a New Orleans thing. So not necessarily that. <laughs> Brian probably said teeth. Strangely, I could like I could see that being like a thing. I don't know. I don't know. People, I just feel like people were weird. Like maybe like 200 years ago, maybe 150 years ago, and so I feel like that could have definitely like been like a thing. Um, um, hold on for just a second. Okay, you're gonna have to ask mom. Mommy can help you. Okay. All right. Sorry about that, guys. But let's see. Who had it first? A couple of people had it. Um, Sean Marshall says, I'm going to compose some trivia music for Tuesday. That, I would love that. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be so much fun. But, um, or maybe I can find some too. But if you guys, if you, if you, if you can like just bang some out, 
Yeah, for sure. I'd rather do that. Um, who had it first? I think Ryan had it first. A bean. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this means a dried bean, but they would put like a bean inside it and it would serve the same exact purpose as the little baby in the king cake. And whoever found the bean was, you know, king for the day, hence the name king cake. And according, I think I found this on, maybe it was CNN was the source of this one. But they said that, or yeah, or maybe like a USA Today, one of those kinds of sources. But like the whole king cake thing started out as part of Saturnalia, a winter solstice celebration in honor of Saturn, the god of agriculture. So then the bean makes a little bit more, more sense there. But then again, shouldn't it have been a, a seed then? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But that's what I got. That's that's the information that I have. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. But yeah. All right. Let me get the next one uh, in there. All right. So that's all like kind of the food related ones. So then it starts. It'll start to get a little bit. I'm um, just generally like more Mardi Gras based. But we'll get to that in a second. Let's see if we got any other questions. Or uh, yeah. Anything else going on? Mm, yeah, Martha said Martha did say Beanie Babies, and that's close. And then someone said a tiny version of the Cloudgate Bean, and I was and I was like, that's actually very close to being correct. That'd be kind of nice. But then if you had like a little silver Cloudgate Bean in there, that would definitely like break a tooth. <laughs> and Chris Bailey was close too. Nuts, beans, and peas. Yeah, yeah, because that's what existed a long time ago. Um, all right. <laughs> Someone says they put a king cake inside a king cake. That's funny. And recycle on ones they said bone. I, again, I feel like that's something that could like easily be it. Yeah, and Martha says in medieval times could be anything. For sure, for sure, yeah. All right, let's get to question number five for today. So we've been talking, now we've shifted kind of from like the Chicago punch keys to king cakes in New Orleans. So let's get to like the whole bead necklaces thing. Now, like now it's like out of control and it's like very weird, but like, how, you know, and from my sources, it seems, not my sources, the internet searching that I did, it seems like that's something that happened. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to New Orleans, so um, I can't say, but uh it seem, they say it seems to be something that developed like late 20th century where it became like more like what it is today. More debaucherous, I guess. But when did it start? Um, and the answer to have is like you could give an answer in the decade. So like when did the whole like throwing the beads or necklaces or throwing things from like a parade, when did that start in New Orleans for Mardi Gras? Hmm, Jeff Elliott says it was the 50s. Brett Reed saying that it was like summer of 69, maybe. Yeah. And CB76 says, how did the flashing tradition start? You know, I don't I don't know how that started. But, like, my, the presumption is that, you know, there's these parade floats and uh, people wanted to get the beads. And uh, you had to get people's attention. And that's a great way to get attention, I would think. So, I mean, I feel like, that, I feel like that's kind of where it comes from. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, that's my presumption. Uh, yeah, so Mark said, so they're not for the purpose of them being perverted and trying to catch a show. Yeah, that's not how it started. That's, I, that'd be a good one for how it started and how it's going. You know, yeah, it's a very, very, very different. Uh, Jeff Light says, of course, it happened in 1492. <laughs> Maybe not quite that long ago, but yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it started when someone drank too many hurricanes. Maybe the the flashing part. Yeah, that could that could be it. Is it is it true? I mean, I mean, my understanding is that like it's you could just walk around outside with uh with like drinks in New Orleans. Is that true? I feel like you could do that in. I've done it before in Vegas because I've been told that that's okay. You could just walk around with your beers outside. Um, but is that true that you can do that in New Orleans? I feel like that is. Or if it isn't, no one's really gonna do anything unless you're out of control, kind of thing. Uh, all right, I think Goku Runners got it. A couple people have got it. <laughs> Doctor Jess says 1776. It's a little early in the U.S. for a uh, Mardi Gras celebration in New Orleans. I'm not sure. I don't know how far back New Orleans goes. And Jason Dahl says, "Yep, it's open alcohol, so you guess I guess you can just walk around wherever." I feel like they have a, I remember hearing stories in college, um, but you know, you never know if these are like real stories or not. People are like, yeah, you can, there's like drive through daiquiri, there's like drive through hurricane places. You can get daiquiris or hurricanes. Like there's a little hut with a drive through lane and it sells two things and you can just get them in your car and drive off. I was like, that seems like a problem. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Loma says, Michigan State University allows you to open carry drinks. Go green. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, Spence says, you know, re regarding walking with drinks outside, I know you can do it in a small section of downtown here. They had to get permits, but built an open container block. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. And said so Goku Runner says, you just have to keep a cap on the straw so it's not an open container. <laughs> but then, like, can you just then, like, if you, I mean, not to not say I would encourage drinking and driving by any means, but, like, if you really wanted to get around that, couldn't you just like take the thing off, take a sip of your drink, and then put the thing back on the straw? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It seems like a seems like an easy workaround there. Yeah, it's strange. All right. Um, let's see. Running addict wants to know: Is the Nike Invincible Run ever coming out in the U.S.? I don't, I don't know. I haven't gotten any updates. I haven't seen any updates yet. It's promising that. It seems like they're starting to ship in the UK. I, I feel like some people have gotten theirs. Edbud got his, right? I thought I saw him get one. So, like, if people are getting them in the UK, then hopefully that means then soon the US will get two. The UK has been getting everything before the US lately. It's just been, I mean, I mean, like, awesome for them. But I'm like, hey, can we get them at the same time, maybe? But you know, I guess if you got to do a staggered global rollout, you know, I'm okay with that. Um, all right. So let's get to answer that question. Uh, the answer that I have for this, question number five, is uh, it started in the 20s with the Rex Crew, K-R-E-W-E, the city's oldest social club. And their colors of purple, gold, and green, which stood for justice, power, and faith, have come to symbolize New Orleans Mardi Gras. So that's why those are the colors. And that's how it started. And then I think they said that it's, you know, they did beads and they did coins and other kind of like things to throw. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's circled, maybe it's circled back to beads and has become something very different than, than what it was before. Yeah. So a little bit more history on the Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I was like, I really want to be able to go to like a Mardi Gras celebration in New Orleans. That was like a really important thing to me at one point. And now I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to lose a lot of sleep if I do that. I don't know if I'm going to want to do that anymore. So now I just want to go and eat the beignets. 
Um, I'm not a huge fan of coffee with chicory in it, though, and I think that's a big thing in New Orleans. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's not a good idea for me to go down there because I'll be like, can I get some good coffee? People will be like, what, sir? I feel like that might be a problem. Sean says, I think I'd rather just watch it from those balconies. See, I think that's probably the way. To, I mean, for me, as a, like an older dude now, is there like a day drinking? Ver I mean, I guess I'm assuming for Mardi Gras, the whole, the whole thing is day drinking. But I'm like, is there like a, a day drinking version of that? Because I love the street festival in Chicago. One of my favorite things is uh, they usually start around noon. And, you know, you're out just like in the street. And they I mean, they close it off. And there's vendors and there's all sorts of stuff. And you're, you get your friends together. Um, food vendors, beer vendors, drink vendors kind of thing. Live music. And you just kind of hang out. I love those. Um, my favorite part about those, I mean, this was before I had kids and we used to go to them a lot. Now with kids, we don't really go to them that much anymore, but you know, you'd, you'd get started early and then like you'd, you'd leave when you needed to eat dinner. And then, uh, I'd be exhausted and be in bed by like nine o'clock and I'd be like, and then I would sleep it off till the, till following day. And I'd be like, Oh, I feel great. So I love, I love that. I'm like, I want like, I want like a old dude version of Mardi Gras, I guess. I guess that's what I'm saying is that I'm an old dude. Mm. All right. Les says, I messed up the message on the super chat, but I posted it in here. FYI. All right. Let's see where, where did it go? Um, let's see if I can't find it. Mm. Um. Bill Christensen said though about the invincible run on Nike US, it says, it says it's coming soon. Hmm. All right. So hopefully that means it's going to, it's going to get here soon then. Um, Martha says, we saw on a recent Shark Tank, someone invented drink covers for women to prevent men from slipping drugs into their drinks. More useful than the fake golf club for men to pee into. I would say for sure that's way more useful. Definitely. Um, yeah. You know, what I, you know what I was thinking about Shark Tank the other day? I think with a lot of people traveling less for business, like for work, you know, I bet that the Shark Tank viewership has plummeted because I feel like the only time I ever watch Shark Tank is when I'm traveling. Like, that's the only time. Like, if I see a Shark Tank at home, I'm like, there's like a million other things I'd rather watch. But if I'm at like a hotel and like I got to do some work and I need to, I just want something on in the background, like Shark Tank. I was like, ooh, Shark Tank. I don't know if you guys are like that, too. That's how I am. Denning76 says, walking with drinks outside in the UK, that's called Tuesday. <laughs> Is that true? You can just walk around outside with your alcohol? That's nice. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that big a deal. That's the thing. It's not that I'm like, ah, if only I could walk around with my beers outside, then I'd be really living. I'm not like dying to do it, but it just seems like a very strange thing to like be very strict about here in the U.S., all right, let's see. Um, chicory, someone asked a question about chicory. Chicory is spelled C-H-I-C-O-R-Y. Let's take this comment off real quick. Where'd it go? Um, I don't know who's the one that asked, like, chicory. Mm. Where'd that go? Um, 
but chicory is something that uh yeah what does chicory taste like uh and brett said chicory um that's the correct spelling chicory chicory it just tastes really bitter and so here's my understanding of chicory chicory is something that they started introducing or grinding into the coffee during world war two or world war one during one of the wars great wars and it's because like coffee beans were at a shortage and they wanted to send them over to the troops so that they could have their coffee um and so it was used to cut the coffee and make it extend it and last a little bit longer most i just think it tastes really bitter and it feels like something's wrong with your coffee you're like drinking and you're like well what's in this there's something wrong with this it tastes a little bit like there's dirt in it or something to me um but in new orleans it's like a big thing people particularly love to have very very strong coffee with a good chicory taste to it um with the beignets and i i guess that makes sense because the beignets are like super puffy sweet sweet and fatty and then you got like something that really bitter um in the coffee so i i could see how that would go together especially like on a very hot day if you're drinking like a hot concentrated bitter beverage or something very flaky and puffy and sweet so yeah so i think i it could, i think it works for there but for me every time i've had it i'm just like i don't like this less i'm trying to figure out where that message is i'm sorry i didn't i didn't see it i was looking up ahead for it um where did it go mm, i'll do another quick look and then someone asked me about hammer nutrition i saw that i just want to get to that yeah so it doesn't i don't i can't scroll up anymore um but yeah but here's this comment from mcm it says have you ever tried hammer nutrition yet they're more known among cyclists but still awesome gels and hydration mixes for all endurance in my opinion i don't think i've tried hammer nutrition i've looked at it a couple of times um they sell gels at one point i thought i bought some but i never ended up trying them or if i have i don't remember eating it so i've tried i think i've looked at the gels before and then you know i'm only really now starting to dive into more of like the drink mixes um i've never been all that like intrigued by them but i'm right now spending a lot more time thinking about like recovery drinks like drinks to drink after the workout like either immediately after or throughout the day after a workout so i'll be taking a look at some more hammer stuff soon um, but i haven't done a, a deep dive into them yet so i'll, I'll be getting there all right um let's see Ben Y says, the drinking age in Scotland is 18, but everyone starts at 13. Is that true? That seems, I mean, I want to say that seems pretty young, but I feel like practically speaking for a lot of people in the U.S., it's probably not that off. Um, yeah. Mm. Recycle on Wednesday says, I just opened new shoes and they sell super strong. Is that a thing? I don't remember it happening in the past. I think it is a thing. I don't know if they're doing something to make that smell stronger. I could have swore I saw, and I'm not sure if it was a gag gift or an actual gift, but I swear I just saw something, either it was on Instagram or Twitter, a candle that you could light that smells like new shoes. I feel like it could go either way. Is that, like, what do you guys think? Is that a real thing or is that a gag gift? Is that, or is like a fake ad? You know what I mean? Like, like, a, like, a joke i could i could be convinced either way mm. 
Avalon Journey wants to know, did you order the Salomon Pulsar? It sold out in one day online. Is that the like the recyclable shoe from Salomon? Um, I don't. I'm not sure what it is. So I didn't. Clearly, I didn't buy it. But yeah. Oh, okay. Jeff found it. Awesome. Thanks. Says, uh, rarely catch this live, but thanks for the content this last year. Your voice is both therapeutic and soporific in a good way. Awesome. Well, thanks, Les. And thanks, Jeff, for helping me find that um, or bringing it to me. Because in my ability to scroll up, it, it kind of stopped going back after a certain point. So thanks so much. And thanks, Les. Hopefully you're still here to hear it. But thanks so much for uh, for the super chat. And thanks for those kinds of words. It's really, it's really nice. And I got to tell you that, um, you know, my students have been telling me for a long time that uh, I, I can my voice puts puts them to sleep um so and that i take kind of like the wrong way but like people have been telling me that in the in the live stream frequently and i don't take it the wrong i take it like i feel like as a compliment that it's intended for because uh, i know for a lot of people they're watching this in the evening time like before they go to bed and so like i feel i feel i feel privileged to be part of like people's kind of like evening routine i feel like evening time is pretty precious time so for me for people to invite me into that I feel pretty honored. So thank you so much. All right. Um, all right, let's do the bonus question um, while we're here. So here's the bonus question. And um, is Shannon here? I thought, I don't know if I saw Shannon here, but I feel like Shannon will know this one. But, all right. So a lot of other cities have their own Mardi Gras celebrations, like uh, especially a lot of places along the Gulf Coast in the U.S. and the South. Uh, but they're just called Mardi Gras celebrations. So other places also call it Mardi Gras. What is it called in St. Louis, though? It's not called Mardi Gras. It's called something else. Anyone know? I didn't know about this except for the fact that I... Uh-oh. What happened to my camera? I lost the camera. Oh, did the battery die on it? All right. Let's see. You guys just keep bringing in. I'll switch over to my webcam on the laptop. Ugh. See, it's not as good, but at least I'm here. So, what do you guys call it? Um, uh, this is 1904. Everyone's about St. Louis. Uh, Jeff Elliott says Louis or Louis Gras. That's kind of close. It's kind of close. You got, you're, on the, you're on the right track. That's the right idea. Uh, Brady calls it the dumpster fire. Martha's Carnival. Carnival would be a good guess. A really, really good guess. I'll turn this light on. That might help a little bit too. Um, all right. Uh, Scott says, I should know that's where I lived when I got the baby and the king cake. Oh, yeah, you should. I mean, I don't know how big of a thing it was. It was, it, it started becoming a very big thing or it seemed to be like it was getting bigger and like gaining traction when I, during the time that I lived there. And I feel like we moved out of St. Louis maybe in 2004. So I don't know what's happened to it since then. But, all right, I see we do have, um, the right answer Bradford said nothing good goes on in st louis <laughs> i don't know the, i feel like the when i when my wife and i left st louis i mean we were just dating at the time but when we left st louis we were like this is a great town but it's starting to feel a little bit small for us you know we didn't we weren't married we didn't have kids and then like since then when we now that we have kids and it's just like we don't really like you know go out like all that much anymore you know now it's like, I don't know, St. Louis seems like it could be a really good place to raise a family and live down there. And the weather is much warmer. I mean, it's not like it's hot in the winter there. They still have a real, a real winter, but it's a lot more bearable than the winters are up here in Chicago. George Mon Monroy wants to know, is there a place where you would like to run and explore? 
Um, I would really like to be able to explore some of the national parks and explore them on foot by running. Um, so like that's something that I would love to be able to do to go on like a running adventure, preferably like a multi-day um, kind of like some sort of Sherpa expedition. So like that way I can run and carry what I needed to run. And then when I got to somewhere, there'd be like, you know, a pot of beans and some tortillas ready for me to eat like at night, like that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know if like those kinds of running adventures packages kind of exist, but I would love to be able to do something like that. I think there's a couple of things like that. I don't know if there's any that go through the, like the national parks, but a lot of the, like the great American, I guess the West, like from the Rockies to a little bit West of the Rockies, I just feel like there's a lot of great open expanses out there that I feel like, you know, could really be experienced well on foot. So that's kind of what I would love to do. Jody says, <laughs> they call that ultras. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, yes. But like, I'm not talking about an ultra so much as I would like to be able to do kind of like a run club or like, I mean, basically, I want city slickers, but a running version of that. Like you go when you're middle aged, like I am with your buddies, like my buddies are, and then you go for like a week and you pretend you're a cowboy you know, but instead you pretend that you're an ultra runner and then we'll run every day for like five or six days and uh, we'll meet Curly and, uh, you know, I'll, I'd be the guy starting like the coffee grinder in the middle of, of the the field in the morning, you know, so that's that's kind of like, I think that'd be great. But specifically, I mean, a specific place, I'd love to do like the rim to rim in the Grand Canyon just because that's one that's well known, but like, I think that there's probably also a lot of other ones that are probably a little bit more manageable for my skill level that I think I could really enjoy as well. So I just think that like the American West Southwest is, uh, has, has a lot of opportunities of places I'd love to explore. All right. So to the answer who had it, I think it was, was it, um, someone had it earlier on. It was, I want to say, was it MCM? Uh, Ooh, tab Hunter had foie gras really close i see what you did there it's close um yeah mcm had it soulard so they call it soulard gras soulard is a neighborhood down closer to the brewery really fun place to live in a neighborhood that i really enjoyed or some of our later years living in chicago um but yeah there is a parade that goes through there and uh there's a soulard farmer's market so like um just like a nice like neighborhoody neighborhood um, it you know very different from like a lot of other St. Louis where you know, a lot of St. Louis had experienced a lot of urban sprawl kind of thing, um, but this had a very like older city kind of charm to it, and so I really did like that neighborhood quite a bit. Um, yeah, and Soulard is a neighborhood that held, held this uh, Mardi Gras parade, and so they call it Soulard Gras. Now they call it the Soulard Mardi Gras. It seems to have like because people didn't quite get it, but uh, yeah, Soulard Soulard Gras. That was it. That was it. And I haven't been to a Soulard Gras in probably about since 2000, since we lived in St. Louis. So that's going to be like 17 years now. Oh, my 20-year, speaking of a long time, my 20-year college reunion is this year. Crazy. Crazy. I'm sold. <laughs> uh, all right. Mark Chancoco says, just had pancakes. Still going to go to Taco Tuesday. Awesome. Well done. Well done. Oh, very cool. Um, 
Jody says, when this pandemic ends, I'm planning to do rim to rim to rim after I do Mount Fuji. You can run Mount Fuji? Really? That can't be it. Um, whoa. I just watched on Disney Plus, there was this uh, like three-part documentary on on Japan, like Japan's like the nature of Japan. And uh, the first one went about talked about the island of Hokkaido. And I didn't realize Hokkaido was an island. Or that Sapporo was on an island on Hokkaido. But anyway, they, they looked at a lot of them. The, I didn't realize it was so such wilderness to the northern part of Japan. But that sounds amazing. Uh, Tab Hunter says, didn't the city slickers cattle ride end in Colorado? I'm in. Um, I thought it did. Did it end in, I thought it was like Oklahoma to Colorado or Colorado to Oklahoma. Wasn't that it? I thought that was the route. I don't know. But like, um, well, Martha says, yes, Japan is an archipelago. Yeah, yes. But I didn't, I didn't know that Hokkaido was an island. I thought Hokkaido, Hokkaido was just a region on one of the many islands. So that's kind of like, I guess, the distinction. Yeah. So, um, and Mar but Martha says, all of Japan is gorgeous. I mean, it certainly looked it from the way. I mean, the thing that I really appreciate about, about Japan, uh, having never been there, but like, especially, uh, it really came to light in this documentary that I was watching, is that there's just this immense natural beauty and also like very structured grid layout of cities. So like, there's just like, like kind of like the randomness of nature and then like the orderliness that like, that the Japanese are so good at. And like, it's just like just smashed next to each other. And I just love that awesome all right um oh george monroe he says hopefully moving to chicago next year any advice excited for the running views uh advice for people to moving into chicago Ah, huh, that's a good question i'm not sure if you're a runner and you're moving to chicago though the advice that i would give is consider joining one of the running groups um whether it's three run two kara chicago endurance sports heartbreakers like there's a whole bunch of them that are out here but i would think about yeah, and try to find one that's kind of more that meets more in your neighborhood because you'll get more out of it that way but i feel like that's a good way if you're looking to meet new people as you move to chicago that's a really great way to do it so that would be kind of like my main thing but the running views are great so looking forward i hope you're looking forward to that and hopefully i'll see you at some point out here george all right um, I think that's a great place to leave it for today. Tomorrow morning's video is going to be I'm trying to think what tomorrow's video is. Oh, Pegasus uh, Trail to Gore-Tex after 100 miles. That video is going to come out tomorrow. And then in the afternoon, we'll do another live stream. It'll be Wednesday, so just uh, no subject, just hanging out. Hopefully, I'll see you guys again, 3 p.m. Central Time, same as today. In the meantime, be safe and stay warm out there, everybody. Thanks, everybody.